Go enjoy more of those Georgia peaches. I got like 17 (laughs) (laughs) on the countertop right now. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, a behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from me and now a bevy of my friends who are coming on and sharing their stories with you. I'm Trav. I have never had a Republic of Georgia peach, but my guest today, Wanda, just told me about the beauties of it. So Wanda, welcome. Wanda Duncan, welcome. Thank you. And uh, just tell people, Georgia, you've been in Georgia, right? The Republic of Georgia. You've also lived in Atlanta, right? Where everyone thinks the capital of peaches are, at least in the US. So we got the state of Georgia peaches versus the Republic of Georgia peaches. Who's the winner? Um. So correction, actually, I am a Republic of Georgia peach is what I was trying to tell you. Oh, there you go. Okay. Well, I get that. So, no, um, uh, you know, we don't take sides. Uh, we're doing a sexy Switzerland kind of thing. So <laughs> a peach know. is a peach is a peach, right? However, your mouth gets its party on, then do that. But we're not going to say one is better than the other because I mean, maybe even a New Hampshire peach, which I told you I saw in a grocery store in New Hampshire, but couldn't buy because it was like rock hard. So what's a New Hampshire peach? We still don't mm. know that. Uh-huh. We don't know that. All right. I think I think we're not on the fence about that because rock okay. hard peaches like what can we, there we, we want go. stone fruit, not a fruit made of stone. So there you go. <laughs> There you go. And as I mentioned, Wanda is in my favorite country in the world. The Republic of Georgia has been there for a while. And that's going to come up today as we chat, because we're talking about the seasons of life. And I've had this discussion with with a lot of people. Wanda, you and I even touched on this when we were talking uh, back when the Paradise Pack was happening and things like that. And I got to hear a bit of your story of what some of those maybe macro seasons are, like the big ones that happen. Boom, boom, boom. Um, And I want to dive into those as well as some of the micro seasons that happen and just Get a feel for, for how you flow and how you know when, or if you know sometimes when it's time to change, move, um, enter a new season, and maybe sometimes when it's happened to you and it's been not your call or not intentional and how you were able to deal with that. Because I think for most people out there, if you found this show somehow, you Googled something that was like, I want to travel the world. I want to work and travel the world. I want to be location independent. I want freedom. I want to leave my nine to five. Whatever you Googled, right? The 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 defining factors, you're looking to enter a new season or you've entered a new season. And you're saying, how do I keep this going? How do I make it sustainable? Um, and so I think it's an important discussion to have. So want to, with you, why don't we just start with where it is now? Like you're in the Republic of Georgia. That's a big different season from where you were before. So just walk us through a little bit of the background of why you are in a place across the world from where you were before. Um, so I came here because of the visa. I was looking for places where I could hunker down for a while because I didn't want to be out there and those icky streets. <laughs> um, especially since it was a thing trying to get vaccinated and stuff. And so uh, Albania 
drew me first from Southeast Asia because they had a one-year visa that's changed just this year. You know, visa policies are constantly changing. And then I said, uh, after spending almost a year there, I was like, Georgia was on the second. Uh, that was my second choice. So I was like, let me get over there and see what they're talking about. So that's what brought me here um, was the visa policy. What is here is something very different <laughs> from anywhere I've experienced. It's so interesting how different places are from each other, even within within proximity to each other, but especially like not being in proximity. Mm. It's so many cultures, it's so many different ways. You think there's one way to wash a dish? No, sir. You think there's one way to wash clothes? Absolutely not. Um, different ways to pay your bills, different way to, ways to do like all this stuff. And so it's been a process of, you know, exploring and discovery, being here and experiencing what life is like in Georgia. Yeah. And for you, what do you imagine with the, with your Georgian experience? Uh, do you imagine trying to stay longer than the year? Are you like where, you know, we're going to future pace a little bit. What does this season look like? Like, what is it for you? So just to kind of tie it in with this theme, it's like when I first started traveling, it's been almost, it's like six and a half years now coming up on seven. I started in 2016. I was just happy to be out of America. I was just happy to be on my way to wherever I was going at the time. And that led a lot of my travel. I wanted it to be sustainable. I was very budget focused, um, had my spreadsheet, <laughs> keeping track of my finances and stuff like that. And so in this season, I'm finding that that's not enough anymore. It's like, there's, there's more to life. There's more to travel. There's more to this online community that I'm building. And what is that? And so, and that's just been maybe this year, maybe a little bit of last year of me thinking about that and trying to imagine it. It's very difficult to go somewhere you can't see. Hmm. And so wanting to put myself in different situation so that I could dream up what this next phase looks like. And it is looking like I want like a real home base and it's not looking like Georgia is going to be that. Okay. <laughs> it's cute or whatever. It's fine. It's just, um, you know, with the war. So like they're in their own season. Mm -hmm. That's a real thing that's happening. And that has definitely impacted the life here. Um, and I don't like what I've seen because of that. There's been some really dope things, but there's been some really shady, like awful, awful, just human greed, really, just trying to capitalize off of the situation. Um, so that's kind of what's soured it. If that hadn't happened, I don't know how my response would be uh, to the country, but that's where I am dreaming about what this next phase looks like, wondering where I can build a home like in that's in and of itself, like a, a really, that's kind of frightening to me because it's like everywhere I've been, I don't want to stay. I've been to a few countries. I'm not a country counter per se, but like anywhere I've been, like, I don't necessarily want to be there. Either there was a disconnection from the local community um, or 
I think mainly it's that really. Just is, there, is there like a time frame where it usually hits you? Like, is there, is there like, oh man, the first, you know, it's a honeymoon period and then it like, it's a settling in period. And then it's like, I'm ready to move on period. As a digital nomad, you don't get the honeymoon I would, I need to vacation again in my life. I need to go somewhere and have those rose colored glasses and speed through and take lots of cute photos and looking for a place <laughs> Like when you land somewhere and you're looking for a place to rent, like it's immediate, like you're already, no, you're <laughs> there's it, nothing, right. There's nothing rose colored about that. There's nothing, you don't get to be like dreamy and like, Oh, let me take the walking tour. You're like, okay, I got to get stuff from my house and where am I going to get groceries? And okay. You know, it's like, it's settling. So like the mind, yeah. mind frame is different. Not hanging out in a cushy hotel. <laughs> what is well, this idea of a home base is so hits home to me so much because right now I, I, I crave it. I need it. I have it. But for a lot of years I didn't. And my identity was wrapped up in this idea that we were travel bloggers, travel podcasters, and digital nomads. And, you know, I've told this story before, so people may have heard it, but long story short, August 2015, we had renters moving out of our house. And my wife was like, we're moving back in there. And I was like, no way. Like, what? No way. Like, I'm not paying a mortgage when I could take that $1,500 and be traveling around the world. Like, we're traveling the world. And she was like, well, I'm moving in. So you can either move in or not move in. And I was just like, yeah, maybe I should have taken her up on that offer for a few months and done my own thing. But I didn't. I was like, oh, this seems like an ultimatum that has an undercurrent of something else. Right. Um, and I, and I, you know, so we moved in, but in two days, she just knew she was much more aware of seasons of life and knew what she needed way quicker than I did. We could call it a male female thing. I don't know, but she was just, she knew. And she was like, I'm burnt out on traveling. I'm burnt out on being a nomad. I'm burnt out on not having a home base. We're going to move in here. And I was just so against it. And within two days, I was sitting in at my quote unquote office, which was a folding chair with a folding table, but internet. And I put up and I remember feeling so content saying, I at least know the internet's good here. And I have a chair. It might be the most uncomfortable chair. There's nothing in this office. But within two days, I had completely switched to knowing, yes, we now need a home base at this point in our life. And she, it took her, I, I honestly could not tell you how long it would have taken me to figure that out on my own, probably a lot longer, but it was, uh, it was just a very quick realization that she was dead, right. I was dead wrong. Um, and that, and so it's just always been fascinating to me as I watch digital nomads and people that I've kind of come into this world with, and, you know, and then they're, Act, you know, five years into it, six years into it, seven years, that, that it is an ebb and a flow. And I see a lot of times their seasons mimicking mine or mine mimicking theirs because of just the amount of time you spend doing something and, and something coming to a close. And a lot of people I know who are digital nomads for years now have home bases. And what the next spur of that is, I don't know. Like, I don't know what's next for all of us, but it's always been fascinating to me that, um, that that usually is the next trend for people who have traveled a lot. Like it takes a lot to continue to be nomadic for a long extended period of time. And I knew it wasn't for me. So it sounds like for you, you're, you're yearning for that a little bit, that, that home-based experience. And to be like clear, like I've, 
I've been a slow traveler. I'm not here one week, next week I'm over there. I don't pick up very quickly at all. It's, you know, months at a time, sometimes a couple of years, you know, doing visa runs or whatever, hanging out in a country. But it's just like not enough. Like, yes, it's exactly what you're saying. There's, it could be an age thing, you know, you and travel, <laughs> you're in this relationship with travel and, you know, it's like, hey, um, I think we need to talk. <laughs> like, uh, this isn't what it used to be. And I feel mm. like in order for us to keep, continue to grow together. <laughs> but, <laughs> Here's what I need. What do you right, need? Right, right. Um, so it's just this conversation. Uh, and I think it's just about self-awareness. You know, when you're on the road and your mind is moving, then you don't often take the time. I don't know that people really take the time to sit with themselves, to like sit with themselves. I I mean, I know that has been one of my biggest flaws is that I, when there's space and time, I fill it, right? And travel is a really good filler because when you go somewhere new, you can walk out your door and you, you if you've never turned right out of your door, you yep. turn right. And all of a sudden, anything that you need that maybe you should or could be thinking long term on is out the door. And it's like it's that dopamine hit. I mean, I even had a buddy uh, who told me he's like, dude, you're addicted to travel. Like and and it, there's a part to it where it's true. It's like it's addicted, like new, 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 fresh, because I'm pushing off some of that time and space to be self-aware. And I think that's where this idea of seasons comes into me is like the. It just, if you slow down and you think about it, the next decision you make is going to probably inherently be better because you have done it intentional as opposed exactly. to letting it happen to you, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, I think there's beauty in the unexpected when you're traveling. There's beauty in saying, I don't have a plan today. Let me go wander around. But as you and I have seen, like that, that can only last so long when you're doing it at such a big scale that it's your entire life, right? Um, I guess anything can only last for so long because look at what we were doing before we left. You know, we had the stability, quote unquote. We had the friend groups. We had the whatever, the activities that we did. We were largely just like plugged in and on automatic in a way, you know, you st you stop being a tourist in your hometown like everyone does. Mm -hmm. And so we we created space to say we want something different. We made that something different. We've been living that. And so that's cool. But it's just like there's other food on this buffet of life, of this buffet of travel, you know. And I want to sample some of that other food. Because even if it doesn't matter if you're slow traveling or fast traveling, like I think particularly if you are fast traveling, like you said, you will fill your time. Uh, if you're staying in a place for any amount of time, you're one of the explore you're wanting to hook up with people not hook up well i mean some want to hook up but um <laughs> you know you want to eat your own hey <laughs> go to game board night you want to go to karaoke you want to go you know you want to be out and doing stuff um there's you know there's a whole retreat circuit as well of travel there's that whole leg of that like okay you could travel but why don't you sit with yourself too like so you mm. kind of get the best of both mm. um because that's also what travel does. It pulls you out of the known so that you can sit with yourself. Sometimes when you're at home, when I'm at home, I'm not often doing the deep work. 
you know, it's like when you're in the shower, when you have all that stimulation stripped away from you, it's when you're um, washing the dishes, you know, doing something that is occupying you, but your, your brain is a bit more free, you know, the stuff that keeps your hands wet. So you can't actually write anything down. <laughs> right, right. Every time. I mean, it's like, why is this coming to me? It's going to be gone in one second. And I got soap all over myself. <laughs> trying to write it you write it on like the shower stall but then it like gets too hot that it goes away like oh my gosh my billion dollar idea is right. living on that shower glass and i can't right. remember it yep no i mean well for you then because you mentioned like we both you and i and and the people have come on the podcast and a lot of you listening have have made decisions to enter seasons of life a lot of times a season not always, but can be defined by work, at least in our Western culture. A lot of times a season, some of the big changes in seasons are defined by work. Oh, I quit my job or I changed my job or I moved because of my job or I got my first job out of college, right? It's like, those are very big pillars for most, most people. And you consciously, and so did I consciously left jobs that had good stability left friend groups that we had been building up, left family members that had been with us, you know, left this normal environment to go seek something else out. And now we're saying, okay, listen, that was great, but there is definitely components of that old life that I'd like to build back in community and some stability and things like that. But for you, when it first kind of bubbled up, like this first idea that you were going to leave the matrix of regular corporate kind of life. How, like talk us through that. And how long did it take for you to, to decide that you were going to change and then make the change? So it was a trip to Jamaica. If I'm remembering correctly, uh, a lot of times the Caribbean is just like more accessible to Americans. And that's your first warrior off the mainland uh coming back from that trip i was just like depressed i was like what am i doing here like the world is giant and i've talked to you all about uh like jason would call me like a misfit when i did an interview with him that was the in the title being a misfit not fitting in not feeling that sense of belonging like ever really, but only with myself. And so it was just like, well, I could be with myself anywhere. Like, I don't have to stay in Atlanta to do that. So I think I, I, if I'm remembering correctly, that was the turn. It, it was just supposed to be a vacation. I was just supposed to take a trip and that trip showed me that life was so much more rich and vibrant and I felt so much more free and alive in my skin and my, in my very being. And so I was making decisions to create more of that. So that was that failed attempt back in 2010 when I was out for 10, for nine months, okay. 2010, nine months and ended right back up in Atlanta. And I was like, I can do this. I can be here. I can do like, I hadn't done it already. <laughs> Um, and, you know, I started doing some like music startup stuff because I love music and I was occupying myself with the other stuff. And then that stuff wasn't, it wasn't scratching that itch for me. It was a challenge, but it wasn't, it wasn't doing what it needed to do. And so when you I say decided real, again, 
real quick, when you say failed, uh, you say I had a failed attempt, right, in 2010. And, you know, I we're not going to unpack the word failure, but this this, <laughs> this idea of, of 2010, you left and you went, you're like, I'm starting a new season. And that season was that you were going to travel, right? I believe like you or and you did you go to, am I remembering correctly, Mexico or El no? Salvador. El Salvador. Okay. What then, because this is interesting to me, because a lot of people, I think, think, and I thought this like, oh, well, when I leave my regular job and I become a traveler, like, that's just it. Like, okay, new season. And that's going to be, you know, then that's just me forever. And then I told you then Heather was like, no, okay, we're not just being nomadic. We're going to travel, but this and that. But to me, there was no other, like, that was just the end. That was the end result. I'm a traveler. Here we go for the rest of my life. Now you went and you said, okay, this didn't work out for me and came back and tried the regular thing again. What I love about your story is that you said, okay, I tried this season of life, travel, digital nomad type thing. It didn't work out in that container in El Salvador, came back, that wasn't working out, but you didn't write off trying it again. Why? There was something too real about it. There was something too accessible about it. There was like the rest, the whatever I was experiencing there was a lie. It was just like the bureaucracy, you know, trying to get, first of all, trying to get a job, <laughs> trying to get a job and like trying to find an apartment I could afford and like trying to reinsert myself back into a place I had broken up with. So it's just like, hey, I know girl, hey girl, I know we broke up or whatever, but you know, I miss you. So let's give it another chance. And it's the same funky, crunchy situation <laughs> that it was in the first place. Um, but it was even worse. I didn't have, I didn't have my condo. I didn't have my Toyota Camry. Well, I did have my Toyota Camry later. I had to get her back up and running. She was parked in somebody's yard. Um, but I didn't for a while. So I was like on the bus. I didn't have my CNN friends. You know, the friends came, friends, the friends came with the workplace. I wasn't at the workplace mm, anymore. Okay. Yep. So, like, so you tried to reintegrate into Atlanta life, but without most of the perks of Atlanta life. And you were like, whoa, okay. Well, I didn't like it when I had all those perks. Definitely and now don't I don't. Like it now. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. But what exactly. made you decide though, then, because you had gone to El Salvador and you had said, mm -hmm. Hey, this didn't work. This failed. What made you like believe that you could go and, and build this life of travel again? If you, if you had quote your words, quote unquote, failed at it, was it because you realized that you failed at it for these reasons and you were going to change those? Or were you just like, it's the only option because this is Atlanta is not the option. I think so. Um, I use the word aggressive. Like I got aggressive with my research. So I was like one of the happiest people at work because I didn't care about stupid promotions or playing those office politics. Like I brought my laptop to work <laughs> because screw you guys. <laughs> I'm not here. So I was just like happy. I was listening to like comedy on YouTube. I was just keeping my spirits really high and like doing all this aggressive research. Chris, Gillibo, Tim Ferriss, you know, all the white people in the world who had done this and wanted to, to encourage other people to do this. Those were the, there was a um, Glow, Glow Atonmo. Okay. Um, and she wrote this article, I think it was for Matador or maybe it was on her own blog, but it was like, stop asking me how I afford to travel. 
Um, and she was like one of the only black folks that I knew that was traveling kind of long term at the time. So I had to turn to the white people <laughs> because I was like, well, maybe they're going to give me tips and tricks because she's not. <laughs> no, she made it explicitly clear that she will not teach anyone how to do it. Yeah, uh, she will not teach me how to be rich. Ramit Sethi. Um, <laughs> so. No shade, but like that's just what that's what I remember. The the blog abroad, the the blog abroad. I think that was the name of her brand at the time. Um, so this was back in 2015. I think it was like a year after I was doing all the music stuff. I was just like, right, I'm not doing this anymore. Travel is what I want. Let me feed all of my energy into that. Let me research. What are people traveling with? What kind of bag? What do they have in their bag? Um, what are they doing for work? How are they um, travel hacking? You know, I got into the credit card game. Uh, I think I mentioned Chris Gillibo. He does that or was doing that quite a bit. Um, so just like trying to learn like how to make it sustainable and just saved, saved everything that I possibly could. Um, I could have saved even more, but I didn't. So <laughs> I was still traveling like a little bit in the U.S., um, but no regrets. It's fine. <laughs> I'm still here. So that's that's what I did. I don't know that I reflected so much on why El Salvador didn't work. I was focused on what could make it work and what other people were doing to make it work and how that could possibly work for me. Because, as you know, like you can if you want to formulize life like you can do that, but you're going to have different results just because you're a different person. Mm. Mm. We all do. That's why like nobody gets anywhere without a lot of self-reflection, blood, sweat, and tears. And it helps if you know you have people yeah. <laughs> that you're connected with that can help you. Yeah. It's like one of those things like follow a model, follow a path, learn how people did it and know that that doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. It, well, obviously. Right. But I mean, it, it's like you can try to do it all on your own and it's really, really going to be hard. Or you can start to research, enter into that phase of life figure it out, say, this is what people that like me did. And okay, cool. Now it's going to be easier and it's still going to be hard, but it's going to be much easier. Exactly. Um, and, and then go for it. And then, so for you, did you think when you left that, that second time, the, the non-failed attempt, because here you are six and a half, seven years later, right. Um, out there traveling. What was your, what was your, I don't want to say grander vision, but like did you put a time, like logistically, did you put a time frame on it? Did you put like kind of stipulations on I'm going to slow travel? Like, or was it just like, let me go and see where it, see where it kind of takes me. So in my research, I stumbled on house sitting. So I was just focused on getting out. And mm. I think I just had faith in myself that I could figure it out along the way. I had no zero <laughs> idea that I would ever go back. And I haven't so far, uh, not even for a visit, which has oh, really? strained some relationships. Yeah. Wait. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You're not trapping oh. me. Uh. Not even for a visit, though. When you break up with somebody, honey, you never go back. Okay. All right. Okay. Do not. No, do not get on Wanda's bad side. I will never see her again. I'll never get to hear. Which, again. I mean, maybe okay. that that doesn't speak well to how I. No, no. Okay. So, <laughs> so you've, been, you've been six and a half years out, never back in the States. 
I don't know what a New York pizza, a Chicago pizza. I don't even know them anymore. I'm Italy all the way. So well, there you go. I mean, there you go. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you you knew going into this that this season was going to be like it was a complete break from the old one because this is one of the fun things that I think looking back on it, it, it is fun to reflect with various people myself anyone that comes on and we talk to about this and if you guys are listening I'd love for you to reflect on this when I think and kind of like I call it rolling out the scroll of my life I've never said that on the podcast before but I always imagine you roll the scroll out right and it's like here's your life and there's all these mile markers right it's like a timeline do, 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 do. and it's fun to roll the scroll out and look back and see which one of those were my choice which one of which ones of those were not my choice right were unintentional and which one of those like i made a choice but what i thought was happening wasn't happening which is maybe more often than not um but for you it was like you made this definitive decision like i'm 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 cutting this tie and and i don't know if i'll ever come back and you've held true to that now is that do you think there will be a season where you feel called to come back to the U.S. to 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 foster those relationships? I mean, let's be clear, like there's two. <laughs> so there's like two people. One of them is getting my mail. <laughs> the other one was my BFF who was getting my mail. So um, I mean, I love them and I would love to see them. Um, they've also had ample opportunity well, that's what I was going to say. Do they? They had ample opportunity. And they've never when come I was to house, Especially when I was you. housed in, in Western Europe. Like, buy the, buy the ticket, girl. Your accommodation is taken care of. What's, mm-hmm. what's, what's stopping wrong? you? Yeah. What's so it's like if, if it depends on me to keep the relationship alive, which is like a, a thing for me, right? I don't, it needs to be reciprocity in my life. Mm-hmm. So if I feel like there's not, then I will just not do nothing and just watch it drift away <laughs> in the tide and be um, okay with it though. It seems like that's, that's different, right? Cause some people will have a drift away, but maybe not be okay with it. But it's like, you have to want the things that want you. So I've, I've been semi clear about that, but I, I also realizing that sometimes it's just capacity. You know, some people are, especially with, you know, the last couple of years, some people's minds just aren't in that place. Some people are not reacher outers. I've, you know, traveling around, meeting all kinds of people. Some people just will not organize the thing. They will complain about it. They will passively, whatever. Um, but they won't reach out. They won't show you what you show them. They love in different ways. And so if the love is more passive, then you perceive it as more passive than your type of love, the love you give or whatever, then it's a lot easier to not engage, right? Because if you're like active, yeah. like energy, like, yeah. And the other person is just like, oh, like if you're around, then let's catch up. Like we're old yep. friends, but it's like, but I'm not around. So. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I this is uh, between Heather and I quite a bit because I am good at reaching out. I enjoy reaching out. I never feel, not never, very rarely feel awkward if someone has like if i haven't talked to someone for uh five years right okay i don't ever really feel awkward 
like just reaching out. For example, I just reached out to yeah. someone I probably hadn't talked to yesterday for four years. And I was like, hey, this made me think of you. And, uh, you know, at, whereas Heather, you know, I'm, I'm not throwing shade at her, not throwing her under the bus, but different personalities. She'll be like, why well, reach out to that person two times? They haven't got back to me. So until they get back to me, I'm not I, I'm not doing it ever again. And I'm like, huh. OK, so again, one's not right, one's not wrong, but I get what you're saying with the mm. yeah, it's just like you have to decide what you're what you want to do. It's like a hybrid. It's just like how much reaching are you going to do without ever getting anything back? And it's just yeah. like other people can you could redirect that energy towards people who are actually interested in being in your life. It's not it's not. Like you're saying, neither one is is right or wrong. It just depends on where you are in your life, how much energy you have um, for the relationships that you have in your life. If someone is important, then maybe you're just waiting for them to wake up. Maybe they're depressed. Maybe they're anxious. Maybe, you know, the, the whole thing of I read the message and I was so embarrassed, like a week went by and I didn't get back to you and a week turned into 72 years. OK, well, <laughs> maybe when you're 80, you'll get back to me. Um, and maybe when they do, there's no love lost, which is totally fine. It's just, where is your heart? How, where are your attachments? How are you navigating, um, navigating the space that you have for people, the grace that you give to yourself and give to others? Yeah. And, and that plays a big, big role in, in the seasons, right? Like different people are needed in your life in different seasons. Right. Um, and we all know that. And, and so some seasons you're like, listen, this, this, this person might not be beneficial because it's going to, it's going to bring me down. It's going to bring me out of the season. It's going to, you know, conflict kind of where I want to go or whatnot. Um, with you, I, I mean, all right. So you said like, so you, you've been six and a half years. I had a mentor tell me one time, he was like, you know, people who, who operate at like, he, he said high performers and he didn't, necessary i think when people hear that they think like the best of best i think more he what he was saying is like when people give a lot of themselves right and like mm. really get into something right and become passionate about it and and like spill a lot of their energy into something which which you have with travel and building your community and i have with this community and all that he said you know a lot of times i see there being a shelf life of like two or three years but then people don't realize it. So it's like they hang on for another two or three years and then, and, and then they're like, oh yeah, like moving on. So for you, you've, you've been traveling, you've been away from the US, you've, you know, you've been in different places, but you've been slow traveling for six and a half, seven years. And you're saying, all right, I'm looking for a home base. What are, like, what are the things that that home base would give you that you're missing now? Like, what are those things that you, that you need, right. That you're cherishing. Hmm. I suppose like, <laughs> so, you know, when you travel and you just have like filler stuff, it's just like, I need a pot, but you don't like buy the pot you want. You just buy the pot. That's going to get you through your lease. <laughs> like however long you're going to be in a place. I want like nice forks and spoons. <laughs> You like nice you, cutlery. Nice cutlery, <laughs> damn it, is what you want. Break out the cutco. Um <laughs> when when I was house sitting, it was just nice to be in like a real person's home. Cause like they were intentional about every single thing they brought into, well, maybe or maybe not. 
that's the fantasy I have in my head. Cause like some, like they have like a coffee machine, like a really nice, like espresso machine and like really cute bowls that they got from Poland or like, you know, <laughs> so I think I kind of want that. I want, I want stuff that I can't just pack into my carry on. Mm. I want stuff, but like really cute stuff. Um, and maybe clothes would be nice, yes. you know, not focusing on the quick dry, <laughs> like maybe a dress, okay. which, you know, a lot of girls like travel with dresses. I haven't figured out how to do that. It just, it just seems very impractical. Take them into my space. Mm. And like, what shoes am I going to wear? Them? Okay. So yes, I think I want, I want a home space. I want yeah. plants. Like yeah. I was thinking about buying plants here, but I was like, even if it is only a year, it is a year one. You could buy plants, but I was like, I'm not, I'm, I don't live here. No, it's different, right? It, it's my like place. Yeah. Like you don't want to, even if it's not about the money, it's not about the time. It's like, I'm beautifying something that isn't mine. Right. Inherently, we sometimes have this desire to own, right. To, to own something, not everyone, but I think to most dominate. of us. Yeah. Right. Right. It's like, I want that. I want that plant in the corner of my own house. Cause it's going to grow and look awesome. But you know, Heather said a lot of the same things back in 2015. She was like, I want a place and a bookshelf, custom bookshelf to put all the knickknacks that we have from our travels and display them. Like they've been packed away for so long. We have all this stuff. Like I want somewhere to showcase that. And, you know, at that time in my peon brain of uh, my unaware brain, I was like, that's the dumbest thing ever. We got to keep traveling, you know, and now I'm like, yeah, bookshelf with no books. You want to put knickknacks on the bookshelf? I was just like, no way. And now I'm like in this new house, we don't have a built-in bookshelf yet. And I'm like, when are we getting that built-in bookshelf? You know, like now I'm craving <laughs> a built-in bookshelf. So, um, no, it's, it's just one of those things I want to, as we end up here, because this will, you know, you said you didn't know where you wanted your home base, but you've traveled a lot and, uh, and none of them have felt like home. So I'm going to, I'm going to put the, put you on the hot seat, just a tiny bit here. Cause I think this will be fun. Like what, give me five, doesn't have to be that many, but what are the, some potential places that you might consider as your home base? Cause I'd love to just hear these places and maybe why. Okay. So there's also the practicality of it, like what's actually feasible without, I didn't want to be in Thailand because I didn't want to do visa runs for the rest of my life or pay like an exorbitant amount for whatever visas they offered. Um, so like that is dampering that a little bit, or maybe mm. the, a container, which I don't know if I'm supposed to do that. I think I was just supposed to dream really big and like shoot for the stars. But anyway, so <laughs> the the practical side of me is like, well, where are people going? Where have people been getting visas? And of course, Mexico comes up. Of course, Portugal comes up. Um, and that's where it begins and ends. <laughs> like, okay, I, I need to dig some more. I've been to neither. Mm. I've been to neither, neither. So I have no idea what the air smells like if I have to grow hooves to climb mountains every day of my life, which I kind of had to do here. I was very resentful about that. Um, <laughs> I am not a mountain goat. I do not want to live in a mountain. <laughs> I don't want to heave to go get um, some eggs. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What areas ha- that you've lived? Because like, I'm with you, like Portugal, Mexico, pretty 
well-worn digital nomad visa, like, you know, they kind of come up to the top, right? But have like Eastern or sorry, Western Europe versus Eastern Europe versus versus Central America versus you talked about Southeast Asia. Do you have a region where you're like, yeah, this was more felt like the type of thing where I could I could spend some time where I could bunk in for a longer period? No. So like, no, language is usually a, the barrier. I like having local friends. And so language has often been a barrier to that, even where English was like spoken well, like Malaysia colonized by the British. So English everywhere. Um, it was just like a cultural difference there. Hmm. Very it's tight, so- very restrictive, yeah. not so creative. Mm, it's so interesting to me because I am the type who feels like I can live everywhere. Like if you asked me, Trav, where would you want to live? I'd be like, like rattle off a bunch. Um, but Mm-mm. that's like because I push those logistical things aside and romanticize, you know, the experience sometimes. So I don't yeah, have time for all of that. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. You're like, just give me the logistical. Where can I? I don't want to do a visa run. Okay. I am. I am not for everyone, and everyone is not for me. So mm. if even if English is not um, a thing, I also speak Spanish. You know, poquito. But the cultural fit is like really huge for me. Like how are women treated? You know, what are the human rights situations looking like? And I know I can't. This is also part of the thing. Like I try to put the whole world on my shoulders. So like trying to temper that like Mm. everywhere doesn't I'm super like, I guess I'm empathic or whatever, but like places feel a certain way to me. And some cultures just feel like really like. Tight, uh, exactly. yeah. <laughs> straight yeah. jacket, tight to me. Mm-hmm. So okay, all right. So all right. Where in the world is Wanda? We're gonna keep. Hey, you know, we'll keep we'll keep tabs on you. We'll keep figuring out where where's next. But I, you know, I've loved this discussion because one of the things that has always stuck out about uh, you ever since we met. You know, back during the Paradise Pack and got to hear your story a little bit. You know, spread over different podcasts and interviews and live casts and live shoot, all the stuff that you've been a part of. And thank you for coming on and being so uh, so engaged with with the community every time we've asked. But has been this idea that you know you tried to make the jump, as you said, it failed. You went back and you realized, okay, I'm doing it again. And I I think that most people would have given up or would have said. I'm just not that person. I'm not a traveler. I can't make it work. You know, for you, you had a lot of things work against you. Like, all right, I'm a solo black female who's trying to be a digital nomad. There are not, as you mentioned, that many people out there. There are a lot more Tim Ferriss wannabes than, than again, no shade, but there are a lot more single white young shade. No, we're allowed to call shade on that. Yeah, digital nomads that are out there, right? So like, but you could have said, eh, wasn't me, wasn't for me. I tried it. I gave it my best. Didn't work. And you were like, no, it didn't work, but it's going to work and I'm going to make it work. And I think that that is just a lesson, whether it be about travel, whether it be about a business opportunity, whether it be about getting a promotion, getting passed over, whatever someone is sitting there thinking about like, oh, I tried and it didn't work the way I wanted. Well, throw that in the trash. Like, don't. Don't um, discard that because there's um, a lot of other factors that that are there to to get you that 
when it's right for you, you know? Absolutely. And just to add on, it's not that there weren't solo black women traveling. I think it was maybe they weren't creating the content. Right. As so they were just like living their lives. Maybe because I've met so many. There's so many and they're everywhere. I can barely throw a rock and knock it. Hey, girl, how you You know, so good. But like at the time when I was looking like I I didn't see that doesn't mean that they weren't there. I didn't see it. It wasn't as it certainly wasn't as accessible, like as as I don't think so. Your dig as the typical, let's call it digital right. nomad that someone would would have recognized. Right. Um, well, Wanda, thank you. It's awesome to dive into this idea of seasons again. I am. I am. I told Wanda, look, pull the curtain back a little bit right before we started recording. I was like, oh, I'm so happy to be home and in a home base. We were talking about that a little bit even before we hit record. And then, you know, realizing Wanda was in my favorite country of Georgia, I was like, but now, like, like I'm legitimately like my fingers are like shaking, thinking like, oh, my gosh, I want to get on a plane. So, you know, it's there's always that push pull, right, of like th- that wanderlust, that feeling of wanting to go versus, hey, I, I like being here. And, uh, you know, I don't think we have to throw water on either part of ourselves. I think we just have to give ourselves time to sit, think, maybe even plan a little bit and say, when should that part be nurtured when should this part be nurtured right exactly. um but that means we can't turn on netflix every single time we're bored maybe maybe we have to sit there for 10 minutes with our own thoughts um wanda thank you if people are looking to, to follow along with your journey what's the best way for them to, to check the stuff out uh you can come to the website blackwomentravel.com and yeah find everything that's going on there yep Awesome. Um, guys, also, if, if you're new to the show and you haven't listened before and you haven't had, heard, Wanda's been on before, we've had other people on before. If you haven't heard anything about it and you just found this recently, um, our goal is to help people who want to get out of nine to five jobs, who are bringing their laptop to work and dreaming about travel and saying, I got to get out of this. Our goal is to help you if you're in that situation or you have made the leap, but you're like, how do I make it sustainable? Or how do I surround myself with more people who are doing it? Because everyone else thinks I'm crazy. Um, that's what we do inside of Location Indie. Just hop on the email newsletter. That is the by far the best way to stay in touch. LocationIndie.com. Just go there, get on the newsletter. We send stuff out weekly. Got fun events. We got in-person stuff coming back, Wanda. Finally, you know, that's like we started this because we wanted all this in-person interaction and mm-hmm. for two years, like put a big stamp no on that. Uh, right. But we got it coming back, guys. So check it out, locationindie.com. Wanda, thank you so much. Go enjoy more of those Georgia peaches. I got like 17. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> on the countertop right now. Yeah. Awesome. Thank, thank you, you so much, Wanda. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Always.